Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Friday, May 12th, and tonight is a pivotal Game 5 between the Golden Knights and Oilers from the Fortress with the series tied at 2. Whoever wins this game will go back to Edmonton with a chance to win the series on Sunday in Game 6, and you know the VGK are going to want to take care of business at home at T-Mobile Arena. But today, instead of only looking forward to Game 5, we're also going to take a look back at how we got here and how the temperature of this series has really risen over the past few games. Of course, these teams have been going at it since Game 1. There's been stuff between the whistles, after the whistles, that has been called, has not been called, and lots to talk about in terms of the chippiness of this series, and especially after Game 4, after we got some big news on a couple of suspensions to key players in this series, which I'll let Ashley Weiss tell you about in just a little bit, but I want to start just before Game 2. Of course, if you'll recall, the Golden Knights took Game 1 on home ice 6-4. to There was a little bit of aggression in that game, but overall, things weren't too bad, especially when you compare it to what we've seen recently in Games 3 and Games 4. But we'll start just before Game 2, and I want to take you back to what head coach of the Oilers, Jay Woodcroft, said on the narrative that his team was targeting past injuries on some of the Golden Knights players. I would say that first thing that comes to mind is that hockey is a contact sport and uh, any narrative coming out of their camp uh, you know their coaching staff um, has enough experience and pedigree to know that that it is a a contact sport Um, I would say that uh, our team is known for playing the game hard uh, but we do a whistle to whistle I don't think they abide is you know lobbying you know, we're trying to influence that type of thing. And I'm sure series managers the same way. They, they don't abide, you know, trying to lobby through press conferences or, or media. So for us, you know, our focus is going to be the same. We play the game hard. We play a whistle to whistle. And um, when we do that, we like our chances. Well, you heard there from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft essentially shutting down the notion that they're targeting certain players on the Golden Knights and saying that, look, we play a physical brand of hockey. And sometimes things like that can happen. Injuries can happen if we play the way that we want to play. And for Jay Woodcroft also saying that, hey, we're not going to sit here and try to lobby in press conferences. We're just going to do what we do on the ice and let our play dictate the terms of this series. And that's a message that he reiterated after game two when the Oilers took a big win in Vegas. There was a lot that happened in that 60 minutes. Do you expect any discipline from the league or how how everything kind of shaked out? You know what? I stood here today, or no, maybe yesterday, and I I talked about how the Edmonton Oilers don't lobby through press conferences or the media. I'm sure the appropriate people will take a look at um, different situations that occurred, and you know, we just want to make sure that you know people aren't out there swinging sticks around and, and uh, being reckless like that. But um, like I said, I'm more than proud with our team togetherness and and our uh, stick stick togetherness. Well, unbeknownst to all of us at the time, pretty good foreshadowing by Jay Woodcroft there in terms of swinging sticks in this series, which is something we unfortunately saw in Game 4. But that's what Jay Woodcroft was saying earlier in the series in terms of not doing things through the media and in terms of them just playing a tough brand of hockey and things happening naturally given the way that they like to play. So that's where Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers stood earlier in the series. And now we can fast forward to what just happened in Game 4. And for all the post-game reaction and aftermath of what occurred in Game 4, I'll now throw it over to Ashley Weiss. 
Yeah, Justin, we've hit that point in the series where the frustration's boiling on both sides and there's no longer beating around the bush. There is no love lost between these two teams. And hey, that's what makes playoff hockey the best postseason in sports. It's that emotion, that physicality, and it's been building. Finally came to a head in the final minutes of Game 4, which included a series-high 82 hits to go along with 111 penalty minutes. Now, all of that ought to just get us even more pumped up for Game 5 that lies ahead tonight at T-Mobile Arena. And yesterday, we heard reaction from some members of the Golden Knights after the game. But today, to prepare you for what kind of game to expect, we're going to go back and forth and listen to what both sides are saying about some of the most controversial plays that have had people really fired up over the last 36 hours or so. We'll start with the situation that impacts the Golden Knights the most, and that's the slash from Alex Petrangelo on Leon Dreisaitl. Now we know what the result of that incident is. We'll get to that soon. But first, we'll take a listen to what Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy said about the incident prior to Petrangelo's hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety yesterday. Well, he'll go through that. My thoughts you know, don't matter, to be honest with you. Um, at the end of the day, he's got a hearing. He's had no history of suspension or been called to the carpet by the league. So, you know, Petro's a pretty honest player every day. I can, I can attest to that. Um, we love the way he plays the game for us. And um, that'll get settled between people outside of myself and the people commenting on it. And on the flip side, opinions on the topic were strong in the Edmonton Oilers dressing room as we hear from Connor McDavid and Jay Woodcroft following Game 4. Well, you'd like to see it reviewed for sure. I would like to see it suspended. I mean, it's as intent to injure as you can get. You know, time score, clock, all play a factor. He comes from over his own head and, you know, places it just kind of under Leon's chin. Um, You'd like to see something like that suspended. It's not a hockey play. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not in our hands. And um, yeah. I said this to you last year, Speck, during the playoffs. A, a wise uh, mentor of mine once told me there's four jobs in hockey. Player, coach, manager, and referee. I coach. Um, if you're asking my, my opinion on that play, I would not define it as a hockey play. And I'd leave it at that. I'm sure people will, will take a look at it. And we now know that Alex Petrangelo will serve a one-game suspension from the play. We'll hear how Bruce Cassidy plans to make up for the absence of Petrangelo, who has led Vegas in ice time throughout the series. We'll talk about that during the Realm Report, which will be streamed on Twitter, Facebook, and other Golden Knights social and digital channels at 1 o'clock Pacific this afternoon. But Edmonton also losing a defenseman in Darnell Nurse, who was assessed an instigator penalty within the final five minutes of the game, which is an automatic one-game suspension. It could have been reviewed and it was upheld. And that is related to the scrap that we saw between Nurse and Golden Knights defenseman Nick Haig. Out in far side, in the corner, trying to protect the puck there. With under a minute to go in the third period. Oilers four, Knights one. Look out, we've got Nurse multiple Haig. scraps breaking out. Haig pounding away on Nurse. Several blows into his helmet. Tried an uppercut. Now Haig's helmet pops off. And Nurse trying to take advantage. Trying to come over the top of the right. Haig responds with a couple of rights. Nurse's helmet now is off. Let's see if Haig can get free. Back behind the goal. They've got each other's collar. Nurse tried a kidney shot. Haig over the top of the couple of rights. 
Haig has the height advantage. Nurse with a couple of uppercuts. Landed one. They've danced out in front of the goal. They're locked up tighter now, and the linesman will jump in. And while the Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft has not yet met with the media since the news of the suspension to address the absence of his blue liner, you can predict that he probably doesn't agree with it based on his reaction immediately following the game. You know what, the way I saw that play, and same thing, I, you know, my job's to coach, but the way I saw that play, if you're asking my, my opinion on that play, I saw, you know, like the play going on. Um, I saw, you know, um, Darnell wrap somebody up uh, in a bear hug, two guys bear hugging each other, and I saw um, their player with his gloves off first. I saw their player throw eight punches. Um, so to me, that that's two willing combatants. It's not like somebody was turtled up in the in a ball. I saw two willing combatants. Um, and as I said, I believe it started with the Vegas Golden Knight uh, player 14. Uh, you know, he was the had his gloves off first. He threw the first eight punches. Woodcroft mentions the immediate punches landed by number 14. Uh, that was Nick Haig, who certainly held his own and impressed his teammates while answering the bell. Had a good fight from Hager. Um, they didn't take any, uh, I guess, any for um, the stuff that they've done. So, yeah, it was good. It's a good answer by Hager. It's a good fight. Um, you know, I think he asked him off the face up, but then uh, gets jumped. So, uh, that's the way to answer the bell by him. What kind of confidence does it give you guys, or I guess energy does it give you guys to see a guy like, hey, go out there and kind of stand up for the team and, and be one of those guys that takes on a fight like that? Yeah, it's good. It's good that we stand up for each other. Uh, uh, we need that, so um, it's, it's good to see. Good friend. Are you surprised at all by how physical they were tonight? No. It's playoff hockey. It is emotional. Like I said. Do you think you guys answered their physicality good enough? Or do you think that you maybe need to have a stronger pushback on that? Well, I mean, I think we had a couple of fights. You tell me. I'd say that's a pretty good pushback, don't you think? Now let's rewind a bit in the game when tensions weren't quite as high, but were certainly on their way. It was the third goal for the Edmonton Oilers, which could be looked at as a turning point in the game as it resulted in Vegas finding itself in a 3-0 hole. But it came seconds after the captain, Mark Stone, had a point-blank chance of his own at the other end of the ice that was interrupted. We'll let him explain. Mark, what happened to you on the third goal? I got cross-checked from behind. Did you hit your head on the post? No, I got cross-checked from behind. Did you think it was a penalty? Of course I did. Did you say anything to the referee? I asked him why it wasn't a penalty. What did he say? Thought he pushed me. Refs have a hard job too, right? Um, you know, I got my stick slashed and broken in one power play. Um, as long as you have good dialogue with them, um, you know, they usually, uh, you know, make up for the for the bad calls. But um, no, I got a good relationship with with Kiss or Chris and um, and Graham. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's a penalty, but um, I'm not going to pout about it. Um, just got to keep playing. A calm but honest response from the captain there. It'll be interesting to see how it all carries over into Game 5 tonight, but Bruce Cassidy has said time and time again, his team is best when emotionally engaged, and time will tell if the VGK will be 
from the drop of the puck tonight. Now, as far as what the lineup looks like, we will have that for you as well as all other news and extended analysis on the Realm Report. Again, that is streaming on Twitter, Facebook, and the Golden Knights social channels at 1 o'clock Pacific. And our very own Shane Knighty will be on the TNT call tonight. You know, he knows a thing or two about those scraps and what to do when things get extra physical. So be sure to tune into that or, of course, listen to Dan Duva and Gary Lawless on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And with that, Justin, I will send it back to you. Well, thank you very much, Ashley, and I think a good primer to where things stand before Game 5 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. This series has gotten competitive, it has gotten heated, and things are really cranking up here ahead of Game 5, and a pivotal Game 5. I mentioned on yesterday's show, in NHL history, when best-of-seven series are tied 2-2, nearly 80% of the time, the team that wins Game 5 goes on to win the series. Not impossible for the Golden Knights to come back should they lose Game 5, but they'd put themselves in a great position to win the series if they do so. They'd have one chance to win the series in Edmonton on Sunday, and if necessary, would have a Game 7 at the Fortress, and they would have the home fans cheering them on to potentially move on to the Western Conference Final. So lots on the line here in Game 5. You know both teams are going to be ramped up. They're going to be ready to play. But as we also heard on yesterday's show, Dan Duva and Gary Lawless talking about it a little bit, is it possible for these two teams to both play their best game at the same time? We have seen so often in this series the major swings from game to game, and it seems like neither team can get going when the other one is having a good game and has a good start. Look at the Golden Knights. They've given up early goals to the Edmonton Oilers in each game this series, but in the two games that they won, they've answered back quickly, and they've come back and they've taken a lead into the first intermission and they've been able to play out the rest of the game with that lead and in control. And for the Oilers, when they get that lead and they get those early power play opportunities, it starts to snowball, and quickly it is a one, two, three, four-goal lead for them. And we saw that in Game 4 as well. They had a quick three-goal lead, turned it into eventually a four-goal lead, and the Oilers ran away with that game to win and tie the series up at two. So we'll see what we get in Game 5. Will we get a close game, or will we get another game where... It's going to be that 5-1, to 4-1 to one type of game. And you hope, if it is that type of game, the Golden Knights come out on the good side of it. And I think Bruce Cassidy hit the nail on the head. This team plays well when they're emotionally invested. And they're going to be down Alex Petrangelo. On the other side of things, the Oilers are going to be down Darnell Nurse. So we'll see which team can rally around each other more and get that win in Game 5. But for the Golden Knights, this isn't really nothing new when you talk about injuries and how well they've played Throughout all the injuries this season, especially Annette, we've talked about a lot, but Alex Petrangelo missed some time earlier this season. Mark Stone missed a huge chunk of time this season, and the VGK train just kept on rolling. This team has a lot of depth that they're confident in, and no matter who gets in in place of Alex Petrangelo, Bruce Cassidy is going to send them over the boards and expect them to do their job and expect them to contribute to this Golden Knights team. So we'll see what's in store for the Golden Knights in tonight's Game 5. And we'll see if the Golden Knights can get that 3-2 series lead and get one step closer to the Western Conference Final. But again, I'll remind you, one more time, Game 5 tonight. You're running out of time, but you still do have a little bit of time because there are a limited number of tickets available for tonight's Game 5 at the Fortress. So be sure to head over to VegasGoldenKnights.com if you're making a last-second decision and want to get over to T-Mobile Arena for tonight's game. Go over to VegasGoldenKnights.com for tickets to Game 5 tonight. And I'll also take a second to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, we welcome back on Brian McCormick, who's going to recap everything from Game 5 between the Golden Knights and the Oilers. 
Justin Russo signing off for episode 26 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards. 